0: Welcome to Let's Talk About It, where we talk about the it's that no one wants to talk about. We are question-based and Mm conversation-driven. Hi, my name is Olaju Anosie. Hi, my name is Paula Camacho. Thanks for hanging out with us, two immigrants who have a whole lot to say and a whole lot to learn. hello everyone welcome back we are so happy that you have decided to join us again for another episode Uh, my name is alay and i'm paula and you are listening to let's talk about it whatever it is so today we are about to have a party aren't we paula we are i'll say a party and a half it's true (laughs) a party and a half and why are we about to have a party and a half well
1: let me tell you Today with us, we have our guests, Bloom and Grow, Janelle, Ariel, and Gabrielle. So you guys say hello to our audience.
2: Hello. 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 <laughs> hello.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's Bloom and Grow. Yes. Uh, it's about to be a
1: party. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am excited as well. Elijah, would you like to share? Actually, no. Let me start the serious question. <laughs> Okay, I told Long and hard about this question. Who is the favorite child?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. That's not a serious
1: question.
0: You know, you can't see, guys, but like, like, (laughs) don't worry, we're not gonna sow seeds of division from the very beginning. Our actual serious question um, is, if your life was a movie, what would be the title and why?
2: Oh, my goodness. I don't know why I first thought of um, series of unfortunate events. (laughs) <laughs> oh my Ooh. Um, oh, no. very clumsy like um i've broken several like both my wrists twice i've broken both my ankles i broke my finger i'm just very clumsy so that's what i thought first but maybe that's really like dark <laughs> i don't know you can ask gabby or jay and come back to me
0: <laughs> that's so funny because i feel like you're quite a like bubbly person so to be like oh series of unfortunate events
3: (laughs) (laughs) um honestly this is hard i immediately think of something like living in la la land or living la vida loca um just because i'm constantly daydreaming i've been a daydreamer for as long as i can remember i'm always in my head and i feel like i'm a little bit crazy but it takes a while for that to see for you to see that so i would say a mixture of dreamland and living
4: la vida loca Mm, i
3: like that Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) i would have to say i don't i can't think of a specific title but all that's coming to my mind is imagery about growth or process Something like that. Not to be deep, but that's just the first thing I thought of. I just feel like my life has just been a journey. I guess everyone's life is a journey, but when I think back on my life, I just think of how much I've grown in my understanding of God. That's really all I can think of is just growing with God and growing in my understanding of God and my dependence on God. I didn't even mean for it to be so biblical or
2: (laughs) spiritual,
4: but that's all I could think of love it
2: that's so funny because now i sound super (laughs) like (laughs) not deep, morbid um hmm. okay yeah i have a better answer maybe mine would be like life's a party because even in like i don't know if this is like a bad thing but like even when there's bad situations like i'll find a way to like laugh about it i think that's like, one of my coping mechanisms and like you said i do come across as bubbly and that's what a lot of people say so i will always try to make a party out of every situation um so maybe that's better than series of unfortunate events um just kidding guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> just
2: kidding
1: <laughs> oh, that's so funny
0: <clears throat> uh, too good so yeah, I don't good. I don't know what I would say for a title. Actually for my movie title. Do you know what you would say, Paula? Nope.
1: <laughs> okay, this would like stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that
0: suspense. <laughs> yeah. Coming
3: to no fingers very Yeah. Is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh mine would probably be like, um, work in progress is probably what i would say because like everything is just always coming you know (laughs) like i never really i feel like i never really actually arrive if that makes sense it's always just kind of like all right we're here and then (laughs) we're moving to the next place um Ooh, maybe there's stuff there we will get into, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: the foreshadowing for me. Yeah, so much foreshadowing yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: in this intro part. Um, Yeah, awesome. Good answers.
1: Great answers. I like La Vida Loca. <laughs> maybe I'm biased because of the Spanish part. <laughs> <But> anyways. <laughs> so, guys, we have spent some time getting to know you, but our audience hasn't yet. So how about you tell us a little bit about each one of you, who you are, what you like to do, and yeah, let's start maybe with Ariel.
2: Okay, so my name is Ariel. Um, <laughs> um, about me, I would say I love to have a good time. I love to laugh. I love all things music. I love to find new music. Um, it's like a full day thing. Like I research the music. I love to create playlists. Um. I have recently started songwriting, which has been an interesting journey. Um, What else? And I love kids and I love getting to know people and talking to people. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, that is. Thank you. Um, That's really cool. The music, spending whole days figuring out playlists. That's pretty cool. Do you have like different... Genres of things that you? Yes, I do. You know, I can loot a cheeky little
2: Spotify link. Um, <laughs> no, I like a.
0: So
2: I like. I kind of go through the spectrums. I just don't like country music. Ah, um, uh,
0: okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all good. <laughs> That's funny.
3: Uh, nice.
1: Okay, what about Gabrielle?
4: Hi, guys. <laughs> Just having some technical difficulties over here, but I'm very happy to be on the podcast. Um, a little bit about me, I would say I love um, creating. I uh, so I like cooking. I like baking. I like um, I dabble in like graphic design and um, stuff like that. I also love reading. Um, I'm a bit of, am a bit opposite to Ariel, not as outgoing, but I do enjoy being around small groups of people in um, increment, just in controlled increments of time, more on the introverted side. Um, but
0: yeah, I think that's about it. Awesome. Thank you. That's okay. Small increments of people in controlled periods of time is healthy. So...
1: <laughs> hey, I relate to that, Gabriel. Yeah, <laughs>
3: I guess that just leaves me um hi, everyone. My name is Janelle, and I'm the oldest sibling. I think I'm kind of in between both Ari and Gabby in the sense that like I'm more introverted, but I've become bolder in my introvertedness, and I I like to do a lot of different things. I would say that I dabble in a lot of things and I just never really master any of them. Um, I do like to be creative in a different way. I love taking photos and dabbling in film. And I, I, I'm a foodie. I'm a massive foodie. I love to try different foods and go different places. And yeah, I'm just all about trying and eating good food with people that i love so yeah
0: love that food is such a good way to like bring community together too right like you said even trying in different foods and learning different cultures it kind of can bring like a communal space together of people who may never actually communicate with each other or who may find it really difficult to communicate with each other so that's awesome Thank you, guys. What great introduction. So many creatives on this podcast. It makes sense. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I guess before we hop right into our conversation, just say like a little bit about how in the past couple of weeks we on the Let's Talk About It podcast have been talking about uh, process, the different pressures of process. Um, And kind of now wanting to look at process from a slightly different lens in terms of what happens when you've gone through and you've been patient and you've dealt with the pressure of uh, performing and the, you know, opinions of other people, you've figured out what your priorities are in the middle of your waiting, you are making progress and understanding that little steps uh, count as much as the big steps. And you've kind of thought about the price. Um, you've known what you're willing to sacrifice. You've done some sacrificing and then all of a sudden your plans change. You realize, oh my goodness, I am not on the track that I want to be on or that I think I should be on. And so now what, um, what do I do? Like what happens when our plans change? Um, what happens when we've been trying to go in one particular direction and then bam, we sense that, um, For those of us who are Christians, we sense that God is leading us in a different direction. Um, Or for those of us who aren't, uh, we just sense that there needs to be a shift in the direction that we're going. And uh, where does that leave us, you know? And so I think uh, the first question that I want to use to open this conversation with you guys is in your own lives, um, what are some examples or places where you've had to deal with life changing plans? And then we can kind of talk about what we've done in those in those times.
2: Um, when you asked about plans changing, I think the biggest one I could think of just off the jump was when we, our whole family moved from where we were previously living to where we now live. Um, I was a teenager at the time, and so my plan was to finish high school with my squad and like go to university, and we were living in a big city downtown, and that was my plan, and then all of a sudden, um, our parents were like, oh, so we're moving to this smaller place. Uh, I had never heard of it, and so we're moving. And I don't know, like, I was, I know I was immature at the time, so my immediate response was anger, and just to throw a hissy fit, and be like, this doesn't, doesn't align with my plan, why are we doing this? Um, And although I was younger, and like, definitely more immature than I am now, I do think that's a normal human emotion, when plans change, like, I don't think anyone, for the most part, is not like running around for joy, like, anger is definitely something that I I first felt, um, and dealing with that was... I had to be honest with myself, like and say I was angry and then do some reflecting as to why I was angry and then bring it to God and you know have this long chat. Um, but work through those emotions and like not be afraid of coming to terms with how you're feeling when plans change.
3: I would say I would say for me, now that I'm actually thinking about it, I know you asked what happens when we think uh what was God's plan changes, but The change that I'm thinking about, I can never really say now that I'm looking back at it that that was God's plan. Like I wouldn't have been able to say back then this was God's plan for me. It was a plan that I just kind of thought was always just going to be what happened in my career and based on the people that I grew up with and what everyone else was doing and what I think what my family expected of me. So when I was in high school, I kind of built my whole life and career goals towards medicine and looking back it wasn't because like i felt like this is what god wanted for me but it was just what made sense at the time because i was good in sciences and literally <laughs> it was just like you only have two options really are you going to be in a doctor or are you going to be an engineer if you like sciences and i just i did not have any I did not like physics, and I didn't really have an interest in engineering, but I thought, oh, like, it'd be kind of interesting to be a doctor or whatever, and I had family members who were doctors, and so I just kind of, like, went in that path, and I I think I I was fixated on that, and I put all of my, a lot of my self-worth into that, but when God literally, he, he kind of, like, closed every door, it was a huge wake-up call. It was, like, It really, I think he did that not just, mainly just to address the, like, self-esteem issues within me, and, like, my self-worth and my self-esteem is not in my education, not in how smart I am, not in the grades that I get, and also to kind of redirect me to a place where it's like, God, I surrender everything in my career and my hopes and my plans and dreams into your hands, and then he led me somewhere I did not expect to be in, um, and now I'm in nursing, which honestly, at the beginning, it was kind of like a blow to my pride <laughs> because you build up this, I, I don't know if about anybody else, but like, there is definitely a disdain or like a, people look down upon nurses a little bit, especially if you're coming from a point where like, oh, I was going to be a doctor or I was going to go into medicine. And I, I know like, that's quite a thing. And so God definitely dealt with my pride in that area. And it it has been a great journey of ups and downs, but I can definitely say with confidence I'm where I'm supposed to be, even though it was, like, a tricky and not-so-easy journey.
4: Um, I would say similar to Janelle, um, in that I was also pursuing, um, like, medicine as a career, I felt a shift in, um, and like Jay said, I don't think that was God's plan for for my life. It was just kind of something that I was, I felt was expected of me. So when I felt that shift, um, in trajectory in my life, I would say I felt a sense of relief because I felt I felt very burdened and very forced into doing something that I I, that I wasn't enjoying and that wasn't fulfilling me so I felt an initial sense of relief but um when I came like to that kind of fork in the road instead of initially seeking God's design for where he wanted to take me I kind of took everything in my own hands and I started pursuing things that I wanted to do and I didn't have um I didn't seek like God's input or anything and um I would say doing that kind of set me up for unnecessary pain just because I wasn't surrendering and I didn't submit to his authority in the beginning then I kind of led myself up for unnecessary disappointment when God was calling me in a different direction that makes sense um but ultimately like I feel like that process just was a lesson in submission and surrender and like a test to see if even if what God wants for me is not what I necessarily want for myself if I'm willing to yield to that um not for any other reason other than my love for him and my desire to be like in unity with him.
0: Yeah, Um, I'm sensing a little bit of similarity in some of like the essence of what each of you have said in terms of like Ariel, you were talking about moving, but that idea of, you know, the anger and the emotions that you had to kind of confront in that space. And then Janelle, you mentioned um, pride and, you know, talking about working through self-esteem and Gabrielle, as you've just kind of talked about in terms of like surrendering and um, and yeah, kind of looking at, OK, where is my will here and what is it that God wants for me? And I think that it's really interesting that in each of your um, in each of your accounts, that element is kind of there. Um, and so I kind of think about how even in my life, when change has come or when plans change, it often reveals um, something something that needs to be worked on or something that needs to be confronted uh, that wouldn't otherwise be confronted in that area. And so I think like even before getting into that too, I'm wondering when you talk about like it wasn't God's plan for my life or when you talk about trying to redirect or surrender how do you do that just for you know for people who are listening who are like i don't even know what where to begin on the topic of is this god's plan or do how do i surrender um so what would you guys kind of say to that
3: uh, honestly that is the real question <laughs> that's a million dollar question um i think a lot of us struggle with it because it's not necessarily easy to do but like gabby said it's First of all, I think we all just kind of jump to, we don't pause enough and actually include God in the little decisions. And if we don't do that in the little decisions, we're not going to really do it for the big ones either. And that's why we get into these problems. Like, so in high school, it's like, if you're in high school at listening, it's like, well, God, I, this is what I'm thinking of doing for my subjects so this is where my headspace is at, but God, I want to surrender that to you, you know, if this is not what you want, Lord, then shut the door. If it's not what you want, like create an opportunity for me to see where you want me to be. You know, giving God the space in those like smaller moments to carve out your life will actually help you a lot in to prevent you from those disappointments like Gabby mentioned before. Um, because we need to if we're not including him in our day to day life and decisions, then we're going to find ourselves messing up in the bigger things and the bigger choices that we have to make but i do think it's a process of daily surrendering you know your thoughts and your plans and your ideas and placing them and leaving them not just like placing them but you kind of have a finger in god's hand still like i'm still kind of doing my own thing but yeah yeah, here's here's this piece, god like you know like fully giving it to him and leaving it in his hands and trusting that like I think you have to when you're doing that you have to kind of realize that you know maybe what you want might not be what God wants and that's scary and that's like a huge risk but being able to trust in the fact that God's plan is better than anything that you could have ever imagined and even even though his plan is better than what we could ever imagine that doesn't necessarily mean we won't go through hard times it just means that the end result is better than what we could have even hoped for or dreamed of um so yeah that's what that's my take on it.
2: Um, I would also say, like, it has a lot to do with your mindset as well. Um, first and foremost, like, trusting God and trusting even in, like, the question mark moments, but also changing your mindset to see closed doors as opportunities. Um, and, like, sometimes a door will close, but God will prevent present a, win- a window of opportunity. Um, and there's a scripture that I always, like, I remember... Um, just going through other things and changes in life. There's a scripture I found, Proverbs 16, verse 1, says we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. And I think that for me anyways, a lot of the times when plans changed, and I was like, God, your plan has changed. It was never his plan that changed. It was God was changing my plan so I could be ultimately directed to his perfect plan for my life. Um, And as I get older, I realize that even the good and the good desires of my heart and the things that I thought I wanted and the things I thought I knew about myself and I'm trying to create a life that aligned with what I knew about myself my strengths or whatever it would never top what God knew for me um and his perfect will is always better than my even my perfect and good intentions and good desires because with his will comes just a sense of peace like I can definitely testify to the fact that like I've never been more at peace even in the chaos than when I chose to follow like what I felt was God's plan or just seeing closed doors as opportunities to be still and allow God to work on me like you were saying. Um, we all shared things that revealed problems in ourselves. Mine was anger. Janelle's was pride. Um, Gabby's was just being able to surrender and be still. And I think in those moments when doors close, just be still with God and allow, you know, just change of character to develop your character, to rip out those things in you that are not so cute, you know, and perfect you into ultimately the person that you, you you're meant to be and should be and, you know, the best version of yourself.
4: Um, I would also add, um... What it maybe looks like in the middle is just constantly reminding yourself that um or speaking like at least this is what it looks like for me because I'm kind of in that place where I'm wrestling between what I want to do and what God ultimately has for me, so I'm making a practice of reminding myself and um reading scripture that speaks to the fact that God's ways are higher than my ways and um you know he's faithful to complete the work that he started within me and Um, he's my shepherd he's my good shepherd he will lead me to the water he will lead me to green pastures and you know he 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 loves us he doesn't have ill intent towards us even when he takes us through the valley through the storm through the darkness there's a greater purpose behind that and um like ari and janelle said it all comes down to having that foundation of trust in god and like when you understand that god loves you Um, you're able to trust him. So if you're not, if there's some like resistance to surrendering and submitting and yielding to what God is saying, then I would suggest reassessing whether or not your foundation is secure. Like, do you truly believe that God loves you? Are you able to trust that what he says for you is true and it is better than what you have for yourself? And then, um, speaking to like, maybe you're to those that are maybe um, not sure what the will of God is for their life, I can't say with certainty that he always will uh, lay it out step by step by step um, and just give you like a synopsis of how your life's going to unfold. I mean, he does that for some people, but that's certainly not the case in my life. But I can say with certainty that when you make time for God, he will always reward that and when you draw near to him he will draw near to you he may not give you all the details but when he sees that you're hungry for him and that you're willing to make time out and pray and um also be diligent in your prayer not just like a one-off prayer like god what is xyz what's my plan what's your plan for me in this and just drop it there and never pick that conversation up again but when you're diligent in that when he sees that you're um consistent and you're actually hungry to hear what he has to say for you he he will he will definitely reward you and he will speak and give insight and clarity um
0: yeah there's so many pieces to what you both said that i'm just like yeah it's like, 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 like oh that's good oh that's good um and some of the pieces that kind of stuck out to me are you know the idea of um yeah, like taking the time to be like, okay, God, what, um, what is it that you plan for me? Like I might have my own plans, but I have to understand that yours are perfect. Um, and I, I need to lean into what those are. And then just your point, um, Gabby about talking about like, God is a good shepherd. Um, it reminds me of, I was listening to a message, um, and, I think it was yeah a message by I think St- Pastor Stephanie Ike and she was talking about um like <laughs> the idea of how God is God enough to redirect like our job is to be sheep and what does it mean to be a, a sheep it means that we trust completely on the shepherd like the shepherd knows the direction the shepherd can see higher than I can see like my eyes are only around on the ground by the grass maybe halfway up a tree but the shepherd sees past it Um, the shepherd knows the path the shepherd knows what time I need to be herded and what time I need to be let free. Um, and because I think sometimes, especially for myself, I've had um, the the concern of, oh, my goodness, like, what if I make the wrong decision? Like, I think this is God's plan for my life. I think I need to be going in this Uh, direction but i'm scared that if i make a wrong step i've messed up the plan that god has (laughs) um and just that idea of remembering and grounding yourself and thinking no 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 god is god enough and if even if i think if i've waited and i don't think i'm getting a particular um Direction or answer in one particular way or the other, and I just feel and I know I need to make a decision. I can make that decision trusting that the good shepherd is going to redirect me if I'm going astray. Um, And yeah, I just I thought that it was really cool that each of you had kind of brought up elements of that. First, you have to sit with the shepherd to know what his voice sounds like, (laughs) Um, and then you know after that, just trusting that he's doing the job that he needs to do
1: yeah (laughs) i've been very quiet this far but that is because i'm letting all (laughs) sink in for a minute (laughs) Um, and all i could think of as all of you were speaking is that idea of trusting god right surrounding your plan and i i can relate to that janelle i think you'd say like you know that idea of like us having a plan and then, like, being like, okay, this is my plan. And then all of a sudden, it is not happening. And that makes you feel kind of like, did I had it wrong? And I, and I mean, that's for me, right? Like, I, I wanted to be a dentist my whole life. Everything I'd done this far was to be a dentist. There was a plan A, and that's it. I didn't need a plan B because that was it. Polo was going to be the dentist, regardless of. I remember telling one time, later, I was like, I will be a dentist no matter where I have to go. I will be a dentist. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then God changed the plan. <laughs> and it's, it was like, oh, did I have it wrong, God? Did I seriously just had it wrong this whole time? And I remember God saying, it wasn't that you couldn't do it. It's what, it was that I had you for more. And so it's that idea of like us surrendering our plan to him and allowing because I feel like once when we have our little plan, it's almost like we put him inside a cage and it's like, this is our plan and this is it. But once you just surrender and you you lay your plan down to his feet, it's more like he gets out of that cage and he can do much more with it because you're allowing him. But you have to take that step of faith, that step of trust to let him take the wheel per se.
3: Wow, I love what you said, though, that it wasn't that you couldn't do it, but it's that he had more for you than what you could imagine. Because I feel like there's a lot of people who, when things change, they feel like, yes, in addition to, did I get it wrong? It's like, well, like, you kind of feel like a failure. But it's not that you failed, but God is actually giving you an opportunity to succeed in a way that you could have never imagined before. And I totally relate with that, like 100%. So love that, love that quote. And you know,
1: this week, this weekend, I was listening to a a sermon from Transformation Church, and they were talking about purpose. And they were talking about this idea of We get so caught up and so stressed in the idea of like, oh, am I reaching my purpose? Oh, all of this. A lot of the times it's because we are more focused on our potential, right? So like people see potential in us. And it's like, it feels like everything we can do, then we should be doing. So like, for me per se. Uh, everybody was like, "Oh, Paula loves dentistry. Like she should be a dentist. Like that's the most obvious thing she should be doing." And it it became that for me too. It's like I I have this picture of I will be the dentist, and I cannot see myself doing anything but dentistry. But then it's like, but it's really the potential what you really should be chasing after, because just because you you can do something doesn't mean that's what is supposed to be for you
0: and i also think that um in the process of having a particular goal or perspective you're making certain decisions that are getting you to that point at which god says okay change direction and so i think that like even in those in those uh i guess in those paths that we that we walk in 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 that pursuit of actualizing potential like you were saying Paula we and like we are still walking along to the point where God wants us to walk especially if we've decided okay God I want to follow you or depend like regardless of how deeply we feel it at the time or want to do it at the time like God you like God honors that Um, and so I think you know that question which I'm going to post you guys of so do these changing plans mean that God has changed I think my um kind of response or or attachment to that is like god is so much bigger than than the little step that we see and i know for myself i wanted to be a psychologist like that was that was my everybody sees this, like everybody can see Oladru doing this. Um, And then, you know, just before I went into university, it completely, I mean, not completely changed, but in my my experience of it and in my experience of myself, it completely changed um, when I really started to feel led into like the medical field. And yes, there's overlap and yes, there's like similarity. But for me, that was a radical change in terms of, oh my word, am I even smart enough to like, to try to Um, help people in this particular way when I know my giftings and my talents and interests lie um, and more easily align as I can see on the like psychology side of things won't get into all of that right now but what I'm trying to say is there were particular steps that I then took in pursuit of trying to get into psychology um, that actually looking back set me up so perfectly and so beautifully to also then pursue the field of medicine when i sensed that change so like nothing is lost in that sense even though it can feel like oh my word i've just wasted however many years going after this particular thing and like what first of all why would god let me go into that if um if for so long he allowed me to believe this was the direction and second of all okay god now this is changing does that mean you've changed too and I think it's almost that
1: idea of like purpose right because it's like you could have been thinking oh my purpose is to be a psychologist right and then it all of a sudden it's something else and it's like well has my purpose changed <laughs> uh what does that mean like what all this in between like between becoming that's me thinking I'll become a psychologist and then now medicine what is that and I think it's that idea of who you become in the process, right? The things you learn, the places he takes you, the trust that you need to have to, because your whole life is like, it may, again, it makes more sense. I will be the psychologist because that's something I like and that's something people see me doing. And then all of a sudden doing this big thing, this thing that seems so huge and it's like, do can I even do it? But then it, it, it's you trusting him. <laughs> Because you don't have the answer, right? Like, you don't know if you will be able to do it. And to be able to trust him and walk with him and he take you through that process is who you become in that process that I think is more important than, like, did I get my purpose wrong? Did my purpose change?
3: Totally. 100% agree with you. And, yeah, I guess, like, the short answer is just because plans change. Doesn't mean God does like God takes us through kind of like what um was said before, but God is our shepherd, and his he can see things way ahead, and like he has a his perspective is not our ours at all, and so he has a bigger picture, and a lot of times the journey that we take is like like Paula said to develop us into the person that we need to be to actually fulfill the plan that he has for our lives, and so I can think of it like. In my first degree, it's not wasted, even though I did um, a degree just because I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to go do this after so I can get into medicine or whatever. Like That was the rough idea. I didn't really have many specific plans because now looking back, I don't think my heart was 100% in it, but I did the degree with that in mind, and I ended up somewhere else, but it wasn't a waste because God placed me, God literally placed me in that program, in that city for my spiritual walk with him. In those 4 years, I was able to grow as an individual in Christ more than I had ever done in my life living on my own. And also I, I learned how to juggle different things and to time like have time management. I learned a lot of things in those 4 years that God needed me to learn, but mostly it was to connect me with people who I because before that I had never seeing people in my age group who were passionate about their walk with God. I'd never seen people who loved God and like, I'd never seen that. But because I went to the school in that specific area and he led me to a church that allowed me to see young people like that, it propelled my relationship with him. So that four years was not wasted. I didn't, I didn't end up where I thought I was going to be, but I left so much better than when I had started. And so I can totally agree with the you know, it's about the process, it's about how God actually uses the quote unquote change plans to develop us into a better person and a better human being for him and for his purpose.
2: I like what everyone has been saying so far. I definitely agree. I really like what you said, Paul, about the whole process. Like we just get so focused on the change that we lose sight of the the steps that were taken even when plans were changing how we were developing but I was thinking this morning and like just you know um thinking as I do usually um and I was like, it's so funny when we talk about plans changing, it's kind of like so selfish. We always think about us and our purpose or even like, you know, I wanted to do this and it's like, I want to live up to my potential. But we forget that God, it's all about God getting glory. Even when the plans change, he can use those change plans and the change and the chaos for his glory ultimately. Yes, we're developing as people, but like I definitely see in my life. When the plans change and going on a different journey, even though it was for me, I just see how God is was glorified in all of that. Like, I was able to meet people who were hungry for Christ that I would never have met or just like, when I put myself on the back burner, God was able to have his free will and way, and ultimately for his glory. Like, yes, um, when he develops us and changes us, it's so that we can live to be the people he wants us to be, but sometimes when we're talking about this whole change and process, change in plans, we get focused on our potential and, you know, developing, we forget that, no, God wants to get glory in the now. We don't have to wait until we get our, you know, the plan that we see for ourselves or we're at our highest potential. God can get glory in our mess, and I think that's... That's really what, like, I've learned this past year, even. Just, like, I don't need to wait till I have the f- full picture or I'm where God wants me to be with the set plan and the set potential. But even in the question mark moments, I can, all my job is to trust God, move out of the way so he can get glory through my pain.
1: That's so good. You know, yesterday I was thinking about this. Because you know, I was thinking about the conversation we will have. And I was like, again, this whole idea of like, oh, like God created you for one specific purpose and unless you reach it, then you, he kind of wasted time on you. I was like that's not true. Like, cause, and the way I thought it, it's funny. I was like, so somebody wants to tell me that the day I was born, the night before God sat down with the list of kids who will be born the day I was born. I was like, oh, this kid will be an engineer. Oh, Paula a dentist it that's it and and then put it away like no way Jose. We'll say that God was like follow be a dentist period <laughs> like there is I th- and I think that's what we get so good up like unless we become the title that we think we will become we didn't reach our purpose but it's like really there was more purpose to that like every single day you wake up there is purpose in you <laughs>
0: So good. I love that illustration. (laughs) Because it's true. And I think it's so interesting that we also focus on when we think purpose, we often think career um, and kind of put the two of them together. And I wonder if part of it is because, you know, the world we live in is so like performance and action based in that oh what you do is who you are and so if you're doing this thing then this is who you are so the level of what you do will tell me the level of how like where on the spectrum you are Um, and I think that just like kind of flies in opposition to like the life that as Christians, God calls us to, which is one of rest, which is one of trusting him, which is one of not works, but just faith and believing that if God says it's enough, then it's enough. Um, and not needing to strive in our own strength, but really allow God's strength to work through us. Um, and kind of like what you've been saying, the word glory has kind of been, um, used a lot, like for God's glory. And, um, in some, like not some study, but like I was studying, um, for for something for a message, and the word, uh, glory that had been used in the passage was, um, the Greek word doxazo, and that kind of the meaning of that word or that the connotation of that word, um, is kind of like to, to show, um, or to show esteem or to 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 ascribe weight to, um, when you like notice that it's real, when you recognize that it has substance. Um, and so I think about that in relation to this and the idea of by us resting and allowing God to be glorified by allowing God to have, um, to have esteem by allowing God, um, to have, to render, weight to God, to allow his weight to be felt and seen in our life, he has to do things that we couldn't do on our own. Like there's no other way for glory to come. There's no other way for the recognition of God's substance or the recognition of God's value um, to be shown in our lives than for these these plans to change and for things to be out of our control and for us to have questions and to not know where we're going. Um, and so I think that's like a very interesting pairing in that if we truly want God <laughs> to, um, to be God, then these pieces are a little bit inevitable.
4: I love what you just said. Um, Cause I've kind of been meditating on that or just even to take it a little bit further and personalize it for me um i mentioned earlier that i am wrestling between what i want to do and what god wants me to do and i'm i'm definitely on a journey but i'd say at the beginning i've had a lot of like anger in my heart towards god for um not being able to pursue what i wanted to do and other people have it so easy they can just pick up whatever they're good at and they can just follow their passions and their pursuits and when especially when you're comparing yourself to like people in the world I feel like the culture um towards like career and purpose and um today like today's culture towards uh, surrounding career and purpose is very much like follow your dreams follow your heart follow your passions do what feels good for you what comes easy and um, when I was thinking about my, or God's plan for my life through that lens, um, it, it created like tension between my relationship with God, because I didn't feel like God was calling me to the things that I enjoyed doing. Like I wanted my life to be easy. I wanted to just do, you know what everyone does? Like people just get up and it, for example like in today's day with social media like people just wake up and they're influencers they just open their phone and they just talk to a camera and they're living the good life and they're making money um not necessarily that that's what I wanted but I wanted like an easy simple life and I was very upset for a long time that I couldn't pursue that or that wasn't what God wanted for me um and so it just made me really question like um I can't say with certainty that that's um that like whole um narrative about like following your dreams and your passions is wrong like I don't think I can say that in an absolute statement but I know for me that wasn't what God wanted and when I went to the scripture to kind of see how that played out in in the Bible I don't really see very often stories of people that had the luxury of just doing what they wanted and what came easy and following their dreams and stuff you see more that God calls people to um do what they don't feel comfortable doing and do what they didn't feel qualified to do like Gideon and Moses and um and like you said it's for God's glory and for his power to be revealed through us like if he didn't call us to uncomfortable situations or he didn't take us down winding and um winding roads and unclear paths then there wouldn't be opportunity for his glory to be manifested in us and that like like you said and what ariel said before that's the whole point is for his glory to be manifest in us it's not so much about us the work that we do um whatever it is it doesn't have to be just career like you were mentioning it can be anything the little things it's all supposed to at the end of the day be about glorifying him and about his power being manifested in us and i just think that's crazy because that's just where i've been in my own mind just ruminating and meditating on that and then for you to say it it's just like confirmation like god's like see (laughs)
3: love it when that happens I 100% I agree with you, Gabby. I think, like honestly, this is going to be a trending topic because you're so right. We're in the age of the influencers, and I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Um, I've definitely been there. I've been like, God, because it's not like I don't have the ability. I definitely have the ability to do things that would give me money easier but I was like, God, like, I just want to, like, I just want to pursue this, like, it would be just a dream to be able to just have my own work, like, I could make my own hours, like, I could do this, this, and that to get money, and blah, 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 and God's like, no, (laughs) like, absolutely not, that's not where I want you to be, period, like, even recently, like, I mentioned to you earlier that I, photography is something that I enjoy, and I, I did do some wedding photography, and Um, like photography for money for a while and I remember I was like I really wanted to take it to the point where I'd go full time like that was my passion that was like a passion of mine and I really wanted to pursue it and I remember the time it was it just felt really hard though like it wasn't happening or like it would it would be harder for me to accomplish it and I one day took it to God in prayer I was like okay God like this is what I want but like I just don't know like is this something that like you want for me or like at this point I'm willing to just give it to you and it was it was heartbreaking because he literally was like no <laughs> like this is not what I want you to do and I like this is just not I don't want you to pursue this and it was very hard for me and I I I just left it there. And it's not to say that I won't ever take pictures, but it's not something God wants me to pursue as a career. <laughs> so, you know, but it was part of that whole, like Gabby was saying, I just want to do something that I'm passionate about. And like, this is something I'm good at. And it'll be easy for me. Like, I, I'll f- I'd never feel like I'm working <laughs> because I just don't, you know, that's just kind of where we're at now in life. I feel like everyone is on that wave of like doing, they're following their passions and doing jobs that they enjoy and they are able to like pay themselves or like, you know, self-employed that there's that whole movement there. And so it's easy to kind of compare where you're at with what you're seeing online and but you're right too, Gabby. Like I'm thinking about it, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where people <laughs> were like having easy jobs. Like God literally went to the disciples who Their whole life was fishing, and that was easy for them. And he was like, come with me, and I'll make you fishers of men, which was probably way out of their comfort zone, not what they signed up for. (laughs) And But they went anyway. But in that, God got the glory because they were able to bring so many people the knowledge of Christ, and in that, God was glorified through their through their, tes- their suffering, through their testimonies, through them spreading the word, God was glorified. And we can do that in our everyday life. It's not just about our job, like was mentioned before, but literally every single day that we wake up, we have an opportunity to show people the love of God and have them come to God through us being a light in that way. So definitely
0: agree with what was said there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I I really like that you brought up the discussion of what happens when like the passion piece (laughs) doesn't seem to fit with the right now um and something that came to mind for me too is the idea of like god gave you those passions (laughs) like those passions those desires those talents those interests are god-given and he will allow you to use them in the correct time in the correct way um for the seasons that he has for you to use them and again it just keeps coming back to this idea of like nothing is lost and I think about for myself there's I love writing okay like poetry um stories whatever it may be I love writing and I remember going to university and um I so I did psych and I did a a bio minor and there wasn't really like a lot of of opportunity to write creatively And I was like, God, I love to write and I just I don't get the opportunity to write in in these moments. And I feel like I I, I was like, God, I never want any piece of the interests or passions that you've given to me to go to waste. If I don't use it now, that's okay. But you have to bring a time in my life (laughs) when I will be able to use it, because otherwise I just feel like I'm frustrated because this is something I love to do and there's no opportunity for me to do it. And I remember I was in the bathroom and I was like crying. I'm like, God, I don't want any of these pieces to be lost. Um, And the interesting thing is like looking back, there were different ways in which I was able to express myself through writing. You know, somebody would call, hey, Drew. Oh, you write poetry. Could you do this piece here? And then after um, when I was about to graduate, I hear about this narrative medicine program um, and it was after a door had shut for me going into medicine at that time and I was really upset because I was like actually no I was relieved but I was upset because I had no plan so that like awkward tension of being like oh good god like thank you for not like I wasn't ready to go but like now I'm angry because what do I tell people when they ask me what I'm doing next um and yeah then I hear about this this program, literally a professor just mentions it and I look into it and I'm like, okay. And a whole year I spent in my master's degree writing creatively, like the entire program was basically grounded in creative writing. Um, And I just remember thinking like, this is the English degree that I didn't get to do at that time, but somehow God has worked it together for me to do it now um in a way that is going to actually propel me to the next step um and yeah it's just so interesting to me that you know god is able to redeem what seems lost and he's able to bring it together in a time that's better and yes there's frustration in that moment but wow when he when he opens that door <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing
2: nothing is wasted i just love that i love that story Thank you for sharing it with us. It's making me
0: happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so on that note, I guess, as we kind of are leaning towards the rounding up this episode, um, we always like to ask a last minute moment. Sorry, we always like to give our guests a last minute moment. And we often ask them to share um, something that they would love to leave our audience with to take with them whether it's something we've already talked about throughout our time together or a last nugget um that you would love to share and so we will open the floor to the three of you and um yeah let each of you go ahead and share what you would like to leave in your last minute moment
3: um honestly i feel like everything that needed to be said was said in this episode i And I just want to emphasize, too, for anyone listening, that this is a continual journey. I think like every single one of us here has been blessed by hearing someone else speak, even though we have the testimony of seeing what happens on the other side of when God's plan doesn't turn out the way that we expected it. So even though you may be in a position right now where you feel like either a, you know, God's plan changed and now I'm dealing with it, or I don't even know what God's plan is for my life, be encouraged to know that it is a process and it is a journey. And you're going to have periods in your life where you kind of wrestle with what God has planned for you or what God wants to do in your life. But know that, like it was already said, like, once you have that foundation where you have a relationship with God, trust in the fact that He loves you, and he, because of his love, he is trying his very best to set you up with success for for success. and uh, I guess just to end also just to re-encourage everyone as well that in your pursuit of going after things, a greater plan or picture for your life, don't lose sight of the everyday and don't lose sight of the little things and your purpose in that every day because the reality is it's those little moments that really build up and prepare us for the bigger moments that are the bigger stage that people end up seeing and don't lose fact or don't lose sight of the fact that this is all for God's glory and every way every day that you live is an opportunity for you to give him glory in your conversation in your relationships in the things that you do and how you set yourself up for success so yeah that's what I'd like to leave with anyone listening
2: um i will just say i said it just earlier but uh truly nothing is wasted and i think if you really were to re-listen to this episode you'd see that the common theme through all of our stories is that nothing is wasted with god there never is anything wasted he will take your mess and he will use it to create something beautiful if you just surrender to him and i think another thing if you're listening um and you feel like the plan for your life has changed don't feel any shame because God has not stopped being God, and you you may feel like you heard him incorrectly, but like Elijah said, God is she- God enough to shepherd us back to his ultimate plan, so there's nothing he could do that could bring you out of his will or bring you so far that you're not redeemable. God loves you, and the plan that he has for you is for you, so if you just surrender to him and realize that in the small and big step- moments of life, in the pain of life, in the question marks, if you just give God an opportunity to be God and see every closed door as a window of opportunity you will see something beautiful from your life you will experience God's peace you will experience joy that you know you can't get anywhere else and you know don't get so focused on the picture of ultimate goal of my potential my purpose just focus it on every day at, one day at a time you know there's purpose in every day like Paula said like Janelle just said you know don't lose sight of what God wants to do in your now being so focused on your future and like you lose an opportunity to be fruitful in your now. So that's all I will say.
4: And I will end it short and sweet. I'm just going to read a scripture that continues to encourage me and reassure me that God is in control. Um, it's Psalm 16 verse five to six, and this is the passion translation. So it says Yahweh You alone are my inheritance. You are my prize, my pleasure, and my my portion. You hold my destiny and its timing in your hands. Your, your, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. (laughs) Hold on. Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I'm overwhelmed by the privileges that come with following you.
0: Thank you all so much. Thank you, Paula and
3: Alejaru thank you yes let's talk about it (laughs) y'all thank you guys
1: for coming
0: (laughs) there's nothing that needs to be added there we want to say thank you for taking the time to have this conversation with us um, it has been such a pleasure. And this is part one, y'all. So stay tuned for part two um, because it'll be it'll be real good. This is Olegio Noseye This is Bona Camacho. And we're signing out for Let's Talk About It, whatever it is.
1: If you would like to stay in contact with us, you can visit our website at www letstalkaboutitpod.com or send us a quick email at host at let's talk about it
0: We're also on all social platforms on Facebook and Instagram at the Let's Talk About It Pod and on Twitter at the capital L-T-A lowercase I-T pod We'll talk to you soon
1: Bye for now